Well, look who we have here. It's the Biohogs. It's fall time. It's a beautiful time in the United States of America. We have members spread across this great land battling it out. Some of us making it back to 500, chasing that elusive zero zero that was weak zero, and they found it. Others live in their rich, fortified palaces with records stretching high into the clouds. Those of us below can only dream of reaching this peak, and yet we strive. We struggle against the reality of our fallen dreams. But what do you see? Ah, a small caravan. It's approaching in the distance. It's not too heavily guarded. Maybe, maybe I have a chance. Maybe myself clothed in filth and refuse. Maybe I can take the spot of one of these great leaders of our land. I approach the small caravan. I stand in the middle of the road. Great horses rear, their ugly heads, flaring teeth, and making great ruckus in the road. The guards, they say, hold there, back away. But I ignore them. I fire a crossbow from underneath my robes. It sinks into occipital nerve of one of the guards, and he slinks from the cab of this great carriage. The other climbs down, ready to engage. And I grab his sword by the hilt and drive it into his stomach, spilling his innards all over the dirt and the grime which, which clothes me, which defines me. And I reach into that great cab. I pull the door asunder. I throw it off its hinges into the refuse on the side of the road. And I see inside one of the rich, one who lives in the great palaces. And I say, this day shall be mine. He begs for me to stop, but I grab him by the nape of his neck and I pull him close and I say bathe in my filth you do not deserve what you have and you have blatantly and obviously lost this day I shall overcome as I bathe him in my own filth, I throw him to the side of the road, jumping in a great leap to land on his robes. I drive my dagger through his neck. The Teleco Plains Ruiners have their second victory over a supposed leader of the biohogs and I ask you are you prepared yes maybe I continue to be clothed in filth yes maybe I'm starting back up running backs maybe I'm trading for the worst offense in the in F L but I ask of thee, can you escape? 
can you get away? You're not so sure now, are you? You close your gates, you lock your doors, but I see a chink in the armor. The chink is called Bioweeks. The chink is called handcuffs. The chink is the very thing that you built your great wealth upon, and I shall ruin it. My brothers, Michael, Charles, we've seen others ascend from the filth. We've seen Connor ascend. Let's follow him. Let's take their place. And if we don't take their place, let's at least cut their Achilles so they can no longer see from the top of the mountain. They will join us, or they will at least feel us. Power rankings coming right up. Biohogs Power Rankings. <laughs> Something took me over there. Wow, that was uh, a little intense. I apologize last week, uh, didn't record a podcast. I uh, had a really, really busy week. I um, have no excuse other than that, and I completely forgot. And I'm sure you guys saw my text on Sunday where I was like, dang, I didn't do Power Rankings or a pod this week. Today, this one's a little bit delayed, but that's all right. Uh, Tennessee plays Georgia later in the day, so I'm pooping and throwing up almost constantly. But let's look here at the Week 9, going into Week 9 power rankings. All right, number one, we have Tim. Tim is sitting at the top of the power rankings. His team is looking really, really nice. He had that victory last week over Peter, and he has solidified himself as one of the top scorers in the league, as well as having a 6-2 record, looking really, really, really nice. Um, then next up we have James. James actually has the best record in uh, in the Biohards League. I, I changed this a little bit, so I'm sure that you all have seen Michael has criticized me a little bit for my rankings, even though my rankings have actually benefited him a bit. I have changed that now to value uh, winning more than than scoring. Um, I thought that I had balanced it out pretty equally, but turns out I had based a lot more on like the weekly score than the record. So I bumped up the amount that the record matters. Um, uh, actually, by about one third. So this week, you'll see that record. I think I think this might be better going forward because I do think your record is what matters the most, right? That's what gets you into the playoffs. Your points don't necessarily, unless it comes to a weird tiebreaker. So number two, we have James. James is sitting at seven and one. Uh, these two are in a league of their own right now. Uh, others have kind of slipped back some. Uh, speaking of slip back, we have uh, Weston, who won this last week. Barely. Man, that was an absolute crazy, crazy victory. If you didn't see it or you weren't in the group chat, Joe Burrow needed 12 passing yards. Only 12 passing yards to get uh, Harry past Weston. They were, fight- they were both fighting for 5-3. and three. Unfortunately, Joe Burrow passed for 10 yards and then turned the ball over so the final score was 123.94 to 123.88 weston eked out that victory uh he's sitting at five and three looking really nice uh number four we have jeremy i'm sure as you gathered from the introduction uh of this episode that uh jeremy lost last week to me jeremy's still sitting really pretty in this lead he's scoring a lot of points um i just think that some of these lower teams are kind of hidden second half of the year stretches where they're going to be able to score a little bit more. Hopefully that means me. Um, obviously, Connor has has hit his stride as of late. Uh, number five, we have Peter. Peter kind of stays strong in the middle of the pack. His team uh, is good some weeks, bad others. He had that loss last week, but he scored 123.98 points. I would like to point out that he would have beat either Weston or Harry 
but he only would have beat them by either 0.1 or 0.4 points. So that would have also been a very funny matchup, but unfortunately he went against Tim, who had a really high scoring week. After that, we have Connor, speak to the devil. Uh, he's firmly fir- solidified himself in the middle of the pack. He has climbed his way out of the dregs and is now sitting at 4-4, four and four, looking really, really nice. Those uh, running backs have, have come up for him, and now that he's traded for... Uh, now that he has traded for um, the tight end, what's his fucking name? Um, Mark Andrews, my bad. Now that he's traded for Mark Andrews, I think he's got a really solidly rounded out team. We'll see how that works out for him. I know Mark Andrews got uh, banged up a little bit last week, but I don't think it was anything too serious. Uh, number seven, we have Craig. Craig is sitting at 500. Um, he beat Eric uh, last week by 13 points. Had a really solid outing, 126 points. That looks to be about like where we're all kind of our our standard is like in the 120s or or one teens, and uh, we have high scores like that go way off, and then we have low scores that go way way under. Um, this last week we didn't have a, a store under 100, which I thought was kind of impressive. Um, and then up next we have Harry at eight. Harry's team, like I mentioned before, had the unfortunate circumstance of just needing two more yards from Joe Burrow to pass up uh, Weston. He would have beat him by 0.2 points if he had two more yards. Um, he sits at four and four, though. Very solid all the way around. Number nine, Michael. Michael, I know you've been criticizing the way that I do power rankings because you've thought that I've put you too high. I think now at nine. Um, you're just at the bottom of this middle pack. The thing is you're scoring points. Like you're in the mid uh, to upper scoring. You're just uh, losing a lot of matchups. You're one and seven. It's not looking too great uh, for your chances. Um, I should know because uh, it's not looking too great for my chances either. After that, we have Eric, who's actually three and five. Um, He's just not scoring that many points. That's unfortunate. I mean, his third highest score had 12 points last week. Uh, but he is kind of still firmly in that middle pack uh, of the power ranking scores. It's actually starting to separate itself out a little bit. Um, like what I mentioned before, 7 through 10 are kind of the middle pack now. And then uh, those above have separated themselves. But then down here in the dregs, we have me and Charles. I'm number 11 this week. Charles is 12. I think that's purely based on record. I have two wins. He has one. I actually have scored less average points than him. If you look at this, uh, this equation, it works out that I am just like 0.5 ahead of him. So Charles and I are essentially equal at this point in the year. We're going to have to get very lucky to make any noise, uh, such, you know, that's why I changed my name to the Teleco Plains Ruiners a week and a half ago, because my goal now is to ruin your season. My goal is not to make the playoffs. My goal is to not get last place and to not, and to knock somebody out of the playoffs. That's really what I'm going for. Um, unfortunately, I don't think my victory last week over Jeremy completely knocks him out of the playoffs, but it surely doesn't help because he is now five and three, but we're going to move on to MVP of the week. Uh, so I chose, I just did an MVP for this week. I chose Jacoby Myers because he's the highest scoring non-quarterback on Weston's team that barely eked out the victory. He scored 21 points. That's not just like out of this world production, but for Jacoby Myers, somebody who in his career has really had a lot of ups and downs, not scoring a touchdown for like two years. Um, and then, you know, despite having plenty of targets and, uh, but now he's more consistently uh, coming out and showing that he can be a very um, competent target for Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, whoever's playing quarterback over there in New England. Now, Weston's highest scorer was Jalen Hurts at 36.4 points. Absolutely monstrous performance from Jalen Hurts in the second half, uh, or not second, in the first half last week um, with A.J. Brown. Uh, shout out. But uh, I, like I said, I don't really, like I said before, I don't really like having quarterbacks in here because a quarterback getting to 36 points, a lot of that was on A.J. Brown, right, making really good plays. Not saying that, I mean, Jalen Hurts had great passes, but A.J. Brown was wide open, you know, for every touchdown. And that's completely fine. I don't like it when people take away uh, the value of a quarterback because their receivers are wide open. Shout out Tennessee Vols, right? 
people are saying like, oh, of course Hendon Hooker can make those throws. The um, receivers are wide open. It's like, well, yeah, but I mean, if you had a shitty quarterback like Tennessee has had, if Jarrett Garantano was out there, he's not getting the ball to Jalen Hyatt the way that um, that Hendon Hooker is. That's a side note. Sorry, I'm thinking about Tennessee football a lot. But uh, I'm going to shout out Jalen Hurts, though. He's not my MVP of the week. Uh, we could also go with Brandon Ayuk, who scored only .9 points less than Jacoby Myers. But I just gave Myers the edge because he had, you know, .9 more points. But shout out Brandon Ayuk. One more catch for zero yards, and he would have passed up Myers. Weston just had a really solid week last week, storing in the mid-120s and ended up eking out a victory. So that is uh, my winner of the week. And now, the PP Poo Poo Head of the Week. I'll briefly mention the previous PP Poo Poo Head of the Week. Uh, let me go to the scoreboard real quick. Sorry, I have week uh, eight pulled up. So, the previous PP Poo Poo Head was actually Craig. Craig scored the fewest amount of points. Um, it, was a, it was a rough week. His highest score was uh, George Tittle. Only had one score go over 20 points. So, the week seven PP Poo Poo Head was Craig. Unfortunately, Craig, 75 points is not going to cut it. He only got beat. He got, oh man, that's bad luck. He got beat by uh, James, who scored 82.26 points. So he was actually the second lowest scorer of the week. Man, I wish I had played James that week. I could have been sitting here at 3-5 and five and feeling actually decent about myself. Anyway, regardless, I'll take my own self-interest out of there. Let's look at week 8, pee-pee-poo-poo head. That is Jeremy. Jeremy. What happened, bud? You were at the top of the mountain. He scored 104.84 points, which a lot of weeks uh, is not maybe respectable, but at least is like lower middle of uh, of the league. So I looked into a little bit of you know what happened this past week. Uh, I was looking at NFL scoring. Scoring is getting back up, so it, and it's reflected in our um, in our scores this last this last week. Storing last week in the NFL actually bumped itself back up more on pace with what happened last year. So as you can see, even though we're in a 12-team league, right, we had a bunch of people in the 150s. We had uh, a person in the 160s and someone in the 170s, 146. I mean, we are, Storing was up all the way around. Um, but yeah, that did not bode well for Jeremy, who played me, actually. So I actually got the benefit of a matchup this last week. Though I still would have beaten quite a few people. I think there's only three people that I would not have beaten. No, two. I wouldn't have beaten Connor, and I wouldn't have beaten James, who is uh, who's the hog this this for this past week. Which uh, actually, those are the hogs for the last two weeks. I'm gonna call both of them to get them on today on this double hog episode. And uh, yeah, so Jeremy, man, that uh, that really sucks. I uh, I'd like to make fun of Jeremy more, although I really just think this is just kind of a down week for a good team I really don't uh, I really don't see any decision that he made that that could have helped because I beat him by so many points and that's just really unfortunate now for our other pee pee poo poo head you know who you are Harry buddy <sighs> what happened what happened you started Marquise Goodwin over Devin Duvernay? Marquise Goodwin was... His projection was five points lower. Four and a half points lower than Devin Duvernay. And you ended up in a match that wouldn't... Like, Joe Burrow would have won that match for you in the first half had you started Devin Duvernay. He scored 16.4 points to Marquise Goodwin's 7.3. You ended up losing by what? 0.6 points? I'm not here to make you wallow in your own misery. Listen, I've had plenty of misery this year and a couple of close losses that could have been avoided. Well, I don't know. My team's just been bad. But, you know, Romeo Dubs, that was a great start. Uh, Derrick Henry's obviously a great start. Singletary didn't do great, but you didn't really have many other options. Not many of us have many other options when it comes to running back, but you, I don't I don't see a reality in which I start Marquise Goodwin over Devin DuVernay. What has Marquise Goodwin done this year? Let's see. He's the 76th 
right? Okay, so he had a good week last week. That's the reason that you started him. Yeah, I mean, I'm I actually am a pretty decent advocate for follow the points guys. Obviously, I believe in Geno Smith this year, but I mean, he had five targets to Devin Duvernay's. Let's see, Devin Duvernay's the thirty-one. What are you doing, man? He he hasn't had like his target volume is so much higher than yeah. I mean, this is I know Devin Duvernay has not been great recently. Like he's had a two point four and a six point two couple of dud weeks. But his 6.2 to Marquis Goodwin's 7.3 this last week is even... I don't know, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll just read the... you know, Proving that his two-score showing a few weeks ago was a fluke, Goodwin is back to playing a complimentary role as the field stretcher in this offense. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not DK Metcalf. He's not Tyler Lockett. I don't understand that start. It's not good. It's not good. Now, you're 4-4. Four and four. You're within striking distance of the playoffs. But now that... I'm just going to say this. Some of you guys that have been used to scoring a little bit more, uh, you're going to have to look out for the Connors of the world. Because Connors has been on a tear. And, you know, maybe it doesn't keep up, whatever, but Tom Brady is a extremely solid uh, quarterback right now. And Travis Etienne, uh, now that they just traded James Robinson, is getting plenty of work. DJ Moore is good now dj moore uh, just needed pj walker <laughs> who would have guessed right you take a number you go from a number one overall pick to a former xfl quarterback and all of a sudden the best wide receiver on your team is getting attention like if this season mean you know has pointed to anything it's that baker mayfield really just sucks and i'll say this uh i know this is getting off topic from the pp poo head but hey it's just my show i can do what i want I was a big believer in Baker Mayfield. I remember when he was drafted, my dad called me. So I, I, I like to watch the draft. Um, this was actually one of the first drafts that I watched because that was uh, the year that Josh Dobbs graduated and uh, Cameron Sutton and Derek Barnett from Tennessee. I was at Tennessee and Alvin Kamara actually declared for the draft. So this was one of the first drafts that I really watched and paid attention to. I had watched others, but you know I wasn't as into it. And uh, era has invested because I just wanted to see where my guys were going. And, um, you know, Miles Garrett uh, ended up going in that draft. I'm pretty sure that's the same draft, right? Am I an idiot? I think it was the 2018 or 2017. Let's see, 2017 NFL draft. NFL draft results. I'll pull it up. Oh, you know what? No, it was a 2018 that... Um, I'm sorry. I get those two confused so much because Miles Garrett was the first overall pick uh, the previous year for the Browns. And then, I'm so dumb. I knew that they were both number one overall picks. I'll leave this in. That's fine. Um, But yeah, Baker Mayfield went uh, in 2018, not 2017. My bad. Was this the one with Josh Dobson? No, that was the year before. Okay, so I was right on the Josh Dobbs year. Yeah, because... Miles Garrett went first overall, and I was like, they should have taken Derek Barnett first overall because that was such a homer. Obviously, that was the wrong choice. Miles Garrett is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, and Derek Barnett, you know, he won a Super Bowl. Uh, he he helped with, uh, or he uh, knocked the ball out of Tom Brady's hand in that Super Bowl. So, but he's not been great, right? He's been kind of a forgettable starting defensive end. Um, but you know, he's an all-time sack leader at the University of Tennessee. Go Vols! Uh, yeah, when Baker went, so my dad called me. This was this so this was the second one that I really paid attention to, um, and uh, my dad calls me and he was like, "Who you think's going first overall?" And I was like, "I don't know. I like you know I like Sam Darnold. Uh, I think he's pretty good. Uh, but I mean, honestly, and I said this, I like, honestly, if I'm being honest, the best quarterback in this draft is Lamar Jackson. They just won't take him because he's more of a runner." And my dad was like. You know, if I'm the Browns and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at all these quarterbacks, yeah, Lamar Jackson, you know, he's good. Yeah, Sam Darnold, okay, you know, USC, whatever, he's tall, whatever. I'm taking Baker Mayfield. And I was like, you know what, Dad, actually, I kind of like that. He's like, you know why? Because he's a winner. He's a winner. You know, that's such a boomer take, right, when you're, uh, when you, when you're, your pops or whatever is like, yeah, he's a winner. He's a winner. I love my dad, obviously, but, uh, you know, he's a goofball, but it took Baker Mayfield had a great rookie year, 
not as great sophomore year. I think he was pretty banged up in his third. And they just dump him. I was like, man. And, you know, when he went to Carolina, I thought, you know, DJ Moore, I think DJ Moore at this point in his career is better than Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you know, he and Amari Cooper are probably about on the same level as far as, like, skill goes. But, you know, DJ Moore's younger. I was like, dang, this is going to be nice. Christian McCaffrey, whatever. Man, he just sucked. He completely proved me wrong. I was fully on the, I'm on Baker's side, you know, oh, OBJ. And then OBJ won that Super Bowl and he played really good, you know, for the Rams. I was like, okay, that's a little bit weird. <laughs> and then when, I was like, okay, well, Baker will make up for make up for that whenever he you know, does well with the Panthers. And, uh, you know, you get benched for PJ Walker. Come on, dude. This is not me dogging on P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker knows who he is. He was an undrafted XFL quarterback. You know, the 2020 XFL. Man, P.J. Walker, all credit in the world. He has played lights out. He's been very, very good for the Carolina Panthers. You know, they beat the Bucks. Uh, they won last week. I can't remember who it was. But, or no, they lost. No, they lost to the Falcons last week. But he kept them right in the game. Um, they should have beat the Falcons. <laughs> But, you know, that's on their kicker, not on P.J. Walker. People will say, oh, it's on D.J. Moore. He took his, his helmet off in the end zone. You got to make the kick. I don't care who you are. It's like a 30-yard kick. Make the kick, Eddie Pinheiro. Um, but, yes, okay, so that's uh, that's my Baker Mayfield talk of the week. A little bit weird. I'm sure that once I get uh, a little later on into my more free form, I'll talk more about the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh But that's just making me nervous. So we're going to do a double hog today. Let's uh, Let's do this. Calling the hog. Yellow. What's going on, Tom, man? Oh, you know, not much. All right, so uh, I'm a dummy, and I forgot to call you last week because I forgot to record an episode. Um, but you were the hog for week seven, so how how do you feel? Uh, vindicated. Vindicated. Okay, so you beat you. Okay, I will say this: you did beat me. <laughs> So, you know, as someone who's two and six, uh, I, I put up a fight. I put up a fight against you, but, uh, but, um, you had Kenneth Walker and Ramondre Stevenson go off. Travis Etienne also scored a, you know, shit ton of points. So, uh, so overall you've won three in a row so far, um, bringing yourself right back up into 500, right into contention. How are you feeling moving forward? And say it puts me at six right now. I'm officially in the playoffs of the season ended today. That's true. Um, I'm feeling like I'm going to be real pissed when I lose to Eric this week because uh, Goddard scored a billion points for no reason on Thursday. Well, I mean, he stored he stored him for a reason. I mean, it's Goddard. He's a good he's a good tight end. He's a decent tight end, but that system never uses him, so they decided to on Thursday. I. Uh, <clears throat> I would fact check you, but I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you ride. He is the third highest scoring tight end in fantasy football. After that week, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, before that, he had three, five, three, five, eight, two, six receptions every week. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's the touchdown. The touchdown, yeah. He only had one touchdown before that. Yeah, he doesn't get the goal line looks. That's true. He gets the middle of the field kind of looks, but uh, regardless. Um, you're sitting pretty right now uh, at, at four and four. What do you have anything to say for those of you for those that doubted you come draft day? Uh, well, the biggest doubter of all would be myself. Um, Fair. I was like, man, this is really fucking stupid. While I was sitting there looking at my uh, running back room, who were a lot of uh, backups and number two options on their teams. Um, but some fortuitous injuries and a uh, little bit of uh, trade stuff with the Jags there and uh, opportunities presented themselves for other people. And now I look kind of like uh, RB0 was a great move this year. Now, I would like to point out, I did text you and say, this is the second half of the year team that you've drafted. You, you absolutely did. I did. And, you absolutely did. And, you know, I was more right about your draft than I was about mine. <laughs> you, you bought big stonks on the Broncos, and I did, I did. Uh, turns out the Broncos and the Colts suck really bad. Yeah. 
Um, I can't believe that the Jonathan Taylor's regression this year. That's pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten the work. It's the offensive line. I watched some of the uh, Colts game last week where he was getting a lot of the work, and he got a little banged up in the second quarter, but he played more. Obviously, he's out this week. I don't really care. It doesn't really matter. Um, but uh, I um, he, he gets all the work. That offensive line is not blocking. It's, no, it's weird. Quentin Nelson is the only one that's worth anything. You know, it's like it largely stayed unchanged, right? Like I think didn't they lose their center? Did you retire? I think they lost their center, but I think everybody else is the same. I don't know. I'd have to look into it, but they have just played like complete trash this year. Yeah, I, it's that one's astonishing to me. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect he'd necessarily repeat as RB one or anything like that. No. But I thought like I thought he was a guaranteed top ten running back. That was really what I was going. For. You know, you I draft. You know, since I got first overall, I draft based on like, okay, he's a guaranteed top ten. That's great. Um, yeah, I figured he was a guaranteed top five. Sure. Yeah, I I also was hoping for that. But you know, you kind of bet against a little bit if you can. Um, okay. Well, you have anything to say um, to the rest of the lead moving forward? Um. Well, I'd say that uh, those of you that reject my trades, uh, please keep doing that because it seems every time I offer somebody up and then it gets rejected, they drop 40 points. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair. So please, please keep rejecting my trades. Um, and, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe the ghost of Tom Brady will come back to life <laughs> and uh, then I can win this thing. Hey, I mean, he had 20.1 points this last week. That wasn't terrible. Wasn't terrible, but you know, as I've got three quarterbacks on the roster right now, so hopefully between the three of them, someone will shake it out. Hey, you can pick up Russell Wilson if you really want him. I did. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, that that would be my third quarterback. I just added. Yeah. Okay, I didn't uh, see that. Okay, I see that now. Uh, good, good fucking luck, buddy. Uh, well, I don't, you know, I don't plan on starting him unless he turns back into Russell Wilson of old, which I don't expect. But you know, yeah, I, I mean, so. So I, at you know, in you know, you and I, we could probably make this episode an hour and a half long with how we talk. But um, uh, I dropped him in favor of Aaron Rodgers because I was like, you know what? I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's an asshole, and I think he's oh, he is. Uh, oh, and he is. Yeah, he's a he's a bad person. Um, but I hate that. Just. I hate that stupid, like, mega church bullshit so much more than I hate almost anything else <laughs> in in the world because it's so counter to, like, anything, <laughs> any values that, like, I grew up with and my father instilled in me. I was like, okay, this, like... Oh, it is completely antithetical to... It's antithetical. That religion is supposed to be founded. Oh, it is... So Russell Wilson is whatever is wrong with the modern, like, you know, supposedly good person. And I was like, you know what? I would rather have a bad person on my team than a supposed good person. But, you know, good luck. If he works out for you, he works out for you. Yeah, um, no, I'm more expecting that it's going to be Dak going forward, but I'm still holding on to hope that Tom Brady returns to the guy that literally ruined my life for like two decades. Yeah, that's fair. 100% yeah. fair. Hey, I mean, the Jets aren't looking too bad. Uh, Zach Wilson... Zach Wilson looks fucking atrocious. Uh, he... I have... You know what I can do, Will? I can say confidently that I can throw a football 10 yards out of bounds. Yep. I can't hit a receiver downfield. Nope. I'm not going to be able to thread a pass between a defender. Not a chance in the world. What I can do is I could hit a cheerleader with a football. Sure. You know, I could throw one into the third row. Sure. I can definitely avoid throwing an interception along the sideline when I'm literally just trying to throw the ball away. Did you? Okay, just so chuck it, just chuck it into the 17th row. It doesn't matter. Did you listen to his interview about that? I did not. So I was listening to a podcast earlier this week. They were talking about it, and they didn't play the clip, but they quoted the clip of him, and it might piss you off even more. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "He said uh, that he gets bored having to throw the ball away so much." So he was trying stuff, and that's what led. I know, and that's what led to the picks, though. Well, okay, I'll say this: the the 
The first pick was a tip drill. It was a bad sure. throw, but it still hit his receiver in a hand. So yeah, I saw that honest. one. That it's, one was that one was stupid. It's, it's gray area on that one. Like, yeah, it was a bad throw, but like it was sort of on target. It's kind of one of those like shit happens type thing. If 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 it's a catch, you never think about it again. Exactly. But the second one, the one along the sidelines, that's the one I'm the most mad at. <laughs> the third one, although it was a absolute killer. third one was sorry my wife walked in asked me no, a question you're good uh, the third one was an absolute killer when uh but i can at least understand that when he's trying to make a play sure he still shouldn't do it then, <laughs> um anyway yeah that one was an absolute killer took all the uh all the opportunity that you had to try to get that game back within one score away and uh, ultimately, that was that was the nail in the coffin. But I at least can respect him trying to make a play on that. Yeah, yeah. But the second one, that's not him trying to make a play. That's no. not him being bored, which is really a stupid thing to say, but he's still young, so I'll allow that. But, no, that was – he recognized the play was dead. He knew he had to throw the ball away, and he tried to throw the ball away. And he threw it directly into, I believe it was McCourty's hand. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Like for a perfect sideline pass, just hit your coach. I mean, okay, so you you can say this uh, at the end of the day, being a Jets fan, whatever. Like you know, you you lose the game, you lose the game. the The Patriots aren't good. Like they're not. They're definitely not the Patriots of yesteryear, which makes that one even more annoying because the Jets were the better football team that day. But yes, they they were. I just. You know, for a positive note, I would say if Brees Hall's in that game, I think you win. Um, yeah. If 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 you had James Robinson like two weeks at that point, I think you could win. It's just like it's the perfect storm of your quarterback uh, made bad decisions and you didn't have like enough experience, like members of your roster who know the system to win. But like you can beat the Patriots in that second game. You definitely can. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Hundred percent. Yeah, it was it was an inexperienced quarterback trying to make things happen. I mean, just look that defense bailed them out for the entire game. Nick yeah. Folk had what like thirty fantasy points. Yeah, almost. Yeah, he did. Like they, <laughs> the Jets gave up one touchdown, and that drive had some stuff. There were some issues there that I'm not even going to get into. But also, can we talk about that uh, roughing the passer call? I didn't see it. It was so it was a stupid thing for Myers to do in the first place, but it was on par with some of those, you know, the rolling Tom Brady overpassing it, roughing the pass. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was on par with that. It was John Franklin Myers came through and just kind of gave him a little little pop at the end of the play, but he didn't hit him in the head. Yeah, I saw that. That was that was really stupid. And it was like pretty close to within that, like he just let go of the ball kind of thing. Still stupid. Still shouldn't have done it. But I don't think that's rough in the passer. It's not. And um, that was the turning point of that game. Yeah, it's six. It's not. I I I saw that because people were referencing it on Twitter, and so I googled it and and found the clip. Yeah, it's not rough in the pass. I mean, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as egregious as the Tom Brady one. Um, but I mean, that was the worst call I've ever seen in my life. Uh, not to get off topic again. Did you see? Did you see the roughing the passer that happened in Georgia versus Florida last week? I did not, buddy. So the it's it wasn't even roughing the passer. I don't know what they call. I think they just called uh they called um illegal contact or something. They blew the play dead. So Anthony Richardson, you know Florida's quarterback, is just standing there looking at the ref like waiting because I guess it, there was like there was a hold or something. They blew the play dead regardless. Yeah. A Georgia defensive lineman comes barreling through. Guys that are just standing up and smack the shit out of Anthony Richardson. <laughs> His back is turned. He's looking at the ref just holding the ball and he absolutely clobbers this kid. And it, and so and then he like puts his hands up. He's like, "Oh shit, oh shit." I get he he literally I I do I did I have some sympathy for the Georgia guy cuz I really don't think he heard the whistles. I think he was just like, "Oh shit, I get to smack this quarterback." Yeah. Um, but it was so fun. I'll send you a clip. I'll also send it to the the 
the Biohards group chat so everybody can see it. But man, I I was di- I was watching because you know I'm preparing for Tennessee Georgia. It's going to be a rough. I don't know. It's going to be something. Um, and I was watching Georgia highlights uh, yesterday, and I saw that, and I just started crying, laughing. It's so funny. It's so funny. But all right, uh, you got any closing so, thoughts for us? I mean, just uh, you know, go balls today. Go balls. You know, go hogs always. Go hogs always. Got to beat Liberty. Got to beat the uh, the crazy uh, Christians. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, I guess go Tom Brady. That's disgusting. To yeah, say. that's a hard one. Um, You know who the uh, starting quarterback for Liberty is? I do not. He is Kadon Salter, former Tennessee volunteer who got kicked off within the first month uh, for smoking weed, getting caught smoking weed twice. Nice. He got kicked off Tennessee's team because within the first month of being on campus, he got caught for weed, got disciplined, and then got caught for weed again. Fucking idiot. But now he's at liberty, so he's repented. Well, there you go. All right. I'll talk to you later, bud. All right, brother. See ya. Bye. Hey, man. Doubt Connor all you want. As a matter of fact, I think he wants you to doubt him. Because at the end of the day, the man's winning. He's got three wins in a row. Just beat him. That's what I got to say. And Eric, you better not count this as a dub. That three and five team, it's looking, uh, it's looking sus, man. It's looking, looking sus. We'll see what happens. All right, let's call another hog. Hey, Hello, King. Hi, hi, my queen. Hello, master. How... Spooky thou, season. Thou has stored more points than mine eyes have seen in ages. How dost thou feel? Pretty good. I'm just grocery shopping, Kroger's. Feels, feels good. Tell me, tell me, what, what is this, this land of Kroger? Count for the last thing you did. Pardon, what was that one? What what is what is Kroger? Uh tis a shop of goods. Mm, of iniquity? Is yeah, this where uh, yeah. you did your potions to, <laughs> to to propel your team to victory? Absolutely. What I, I, but although I, I uh, prepare my potions myself. I, I buy the raw ingredients. Mmm mm, mm. what what potions does that have prepared this week for, for, for maybe, for maybe I should prepare these potions? Uh, I, for this week, with my mm. top players on by, I have prepared a potion of bleach. Mmm. One part bleach. Ooh. Uh, one part bleach. Mmm. And, uh, that will be consumed by me once my players fail to score as much as they should. But... But but Master James, I consume this every week. How well, I should be asking you. How has this how, not how has this not prepared me for victory yet? So tis a good question. Tis a good question. Listen, you did beat one of my fellow brethren here in the basement this past week, but you scored <laughs> oh so many points. How do yeah. you feel about your first pick, Christian McCaffrey? I, I love CMC. He's my best quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. Mm, um, tis true. Yeah. CM, CMC, you know, after the one week of gaslighting me, truly has a... Uh, it's a red potato. Yeah. Um, truly has carried my team. A red potato. Listen, I have dug potatoes for my masters for years, and I will say the easiest to dig is a red potato. The the outside, the, they're, they're shallow in the ground, but the outside is still tough enough to where you can't break them with a spade, and then your masters don't beat you with a whip. Tis true. Tis true. How do you feel moving forward? Who? How do you feel about your week nine matchup? Um, I am pleased that, uh, somehow the pauper Pete has dropped A.J. Dillon, for truly he does not deserve his place at the top. He is a pauper, um, but he has dropped a a prince, so I I hope A.J. Dillon carries me. That, 
has not worked out for for my teams that I have AJ Dillon, but you know whatever. <laughs> I'm, all right, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I don't have anything. Um, uh, once you listen to the beginning of this episode, that will make a little bit more sense. Um, oh, great. Yeah. So right, I mean, you're well sitting. Yeah. You, I think you can. You're willing. You you know. Uh, I hate to have loser talk, especially when Tennessee's playing Georgia today. But um, oh god, yeah. Yeah, but but you're sitting at the top here, and uh, I think you you can you can lose a matchup or two and still be fine. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're still looking locked into the playoffs. And listen, as somebody who beat Jeremy last week, you can definitely beat Jeremy this week. Yeah, it seemed like it was a real spark for your team, and I'm hoping my team replicates what you did last week. I'm hoping that we can all use Jeremy as a launching pad into success. Yes, absolutely. But, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yours is more sustained success, while mine is more uh, well, just the I've, first taste. Uh, I've gotten a couple lucky matches. I don't know if you saw the week prior, uh, but I scored the second least amount oh. of points, but still got the dub. So I mentioned that earlier in the episode because I forgot yeah. to do an, ep- uh, an episode that week. I, I talked about the pee-pee poo-poo head of the previous week, which was Craig against yeah. you. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, you've had some luck on your side, but I mean, most, you you know, your top three in scoring, um, there's not much you can say bad about. Let's see, what are you? You're, yeah, you're top two. You're second in scoring. Um, yeah, so... Let's, let's hope we can keep it up. I'm hoping uh, AJ, like AJ Dillon, figures out how to. I, I don't know, get the get the ball over the line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really have. I think they've started relying relying on Aaron Jones a little bit more. But I mean, AJ Dillon's not a not a bad uh, fill in. Not a re- yeah. not a bad fill in at all. Um, so yeah. I think I think you you know you should put up a fight there. Uh, you have anything else you want to say to the rest of the league, Mister Seven and One? Uh, suck my dick and balls. Okay, cool. That's great. I hope Kroger enjoyed that. All right, buddy. Yeah, I think they did. All right. I'll see you later. See ya. I said see you later, but he lives in the land of Michigan. I'm never going to Michigan. That's a lie. I don't know. It depends on job opportunities in the future. I would also love to see the Upper Peninsula. Have a good week. Let's move into the news. The news. <clears throat> I don't like the I don't like the the music that I used for the news that one time. So I haven't been I haven't been doing it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna look over the waiver report right here. So Wednesday. I don't know why that wasn't pulled up immediately because I clicked on the thing and it didn't come up. Uh, so this week I added Juwan Johnson, who I dropped very soon after because I traded for uh, Robert Tunyon. Um, that's a trade. I'll talk about that trade in a minute. So the physics imposters added the Bengals defense. Uh, Harry added the Seahawks defense, dropped the Commanders. Craig added Isaiah Likely, dropped Isaiah McKenzie. So that's an Isaiah for an Isaiah. Connor added Russell Wilson. Good luck, Connor. Uh, he mentioned that earlier in the episode. I don't like Russell Wilson at all. I think he's everything that's wrong with uh, America. Um, yeah, I really do. I think that he's a shining example of everything that's wrong with America. We can get more into that in my political talk show. Talking shit with the leftist. That's that's my talk show. Uh, Wedge-Sheld Eagles added Miko Hardman, dropped Hunter Renfro, who I don't know if he's been picked up yet, but I'd like to have Hunter Renfro right about now. Uh, Harrison Butker was added by Kirkham by the book, and then James added Ronnie Rivers running back uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. Pussich Imposters added Marcus Mariota. Uh, I tried to add the Vikings defense. I don't really know why. Oh, uh, for some reason I didn't drop anybody with that, but that's okay. Wedge Shell Eagles added uh, the Chiefs D, and then Kirkham by the book added the Vikings D successfully uh, and dropped Irv Smith, so Viking for a Viking. And uh, Kirkham by the book added Mac Hollins and dropped Robbie Anderson. Moving on to Thursday, let's see who's been added. Uh, Manic Pixie Fantasy Guy added Evan McPherson. Um, so it's Weston and Evan McPherson. And then, okay, James grabbed Hunter Renfro and dropped DeAndre Carter. I think dropping Hunter Renfro, yeah, he hasn't been great this year, but, uh, 
he's had some concussion problems and now he's coming back. I don't know that that was the greatest drop in the world there, Jeremy, especially after your loss last week. Uh, hate to keep bragging about that, but I only have so much that I can brag about. So let's look here at our <clears throat> transactions. Let's see, full recent activity. I'm going to filter this by uh, trades, what I want traded. So um, on November 1st, uh, Manic Pixie Fantasy Guy. So Weston traded Mark Andrews for Ramondre Stevenson, Elijah Moore, and Mike Gesicki. That was a Connor and Weston trade. <clears throat> uh, honestly, I think this is a pretty even trade. I mean, Connor just around out his team with a really good tight end, and Weston gets to add a top 10 running back. Ramondre Stevenson's been fantastic recently. Elijah Moore and Mike Gesicki are nice side pieces. Uh, Elijah Moore is a good, uh, you know, decent wide receiver fill in if you really are desperate, and Mike Gesicki is an okay tight end. Uh, November 2nd, I traded Khalil Herbert and Jahan Dotson, who you've all gotten offers with Jahan Dotson. I think he's a good wide receiver. I just have enough wide receivers uh, for, strangely enough, wide receiver Christian Kirk and Robert Tunyon. My tight end's out this week, Pat Fryermuth, and I needed a top 10 tight end, I think, to contend. At this point in the year, what I'm really trying to do is I'm just trying to try my best, my absolute best, to... Uh, to get this to, to get this thing turned around, and so yes, Khalil Herbert's been great. I think he'll be a good addition for Jeremy's team. But I have David Montgomery. I already have a piece of that backfield, and you know, if one of them or the other gets injured, that is what it is. But uh, but I need to win, right? This is about winning week to week. This isn't really about necessarily sustained long term success. So uh, hopefully, I can pull that out against Weston. So those are the trades. I apologize for. Uh, not doing an episode last week. I completely forgot. I forgot to make power rankings too. It was a really, really busy week. Actually, this week was busy too, which is why I'm dropping this on a Saturday. Um, the Saturday that Tennessee plays Georgia. I'm sure I've mentioned that. But uh, this is going to be a tough day. It's going to be a rough day. I've uh, I've got to I've got to mentally prepare myself for the fact that Georgia is a very, very good football team. I barely made it through the Alabama game with anything left in me. So. But I was around all of my family, and they were, you know, they were all going crazy and excited too. Cat, she doesn't really have as much emotion during football games, so hopefully I can remain calm. Uh, although that doesn't work very well usually. Hope everybody had a happy Halloween. Um, I had a great one. We we had a little get together at the house. I dressed up like uh, R.J. McCready from The Thing. Had some physics people over. A couple of couple of y'all came. Uh, it was it was a fun time, but um, I don't know Tennessee Georgia today. That's just gonna be that's gonna be rough. What I'm what I'm hoping is if Tennessee loses today, and and they might, they might. Georgia's really really good. If Tennessee loses today, hopefully I can pull out this dub tomorrow against Weston because that would really balance out my week. Like yeah, I've said it a million times. I would rather trade sustained success. In, uh, in Tennessee football for fantasy football any day of the week, and so far I have. But I'd really like to win both these matchups this weekend. That would really amplify, uh, amplify my mood. But um, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I hope uh, these matchups go well for each of you, and I hope everyone wins because that's how fantasy football works. See ya.